0: This is Cruise Radio. I cruise a lot, and I always sail with travel insurance. You should, too. Get a free quote today at tripinsurance.com. Here we go. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. On board Carnival Celebration this week for a 14-night transatlantic cruise. We're about on day number 10, 11, 12. I don't know. I've lost all track of time. Um, at this point of the cruise, all I know is we'll be back in Miami on Sunday to christen this thing. And then on Monday, it kicks off its year-round inaugural schedule from Port Miami down to the Eastern and Western Caribbean. Joining me here to talk about the carnival celebration and some initial thoughts before we tackle the big interview coming up in a couple of weeks is Baher. He is here from, you're out in the live in the Midwest, Southwest. In te- central Texas, right, Austin. Austin area. Very cool, very cool. Well, you've been on the show before and glad to have you on board this ship here to talk about this. I want to kind of say, because you actually, we were talking earlier and you actually sailed Carnival Mardi Gras. So I want to get some of your thoughts, uh, the differences between Carnival Mardi Gras and Carnival Celebration. Obviously, it's basically the same blueprint and the same hardware, but there's little tweaks around the ship. So let's let's talk about that for a little bit.
1: All right. So as you said, Doug, um, both are Excel-class ships. They're very similar. First, to touch up on the room, uh, room layout, I feel like it's pretty much very similar layout. Really please, no issues. Uh, and as small as this really sounds, the biggest improvement that I've seen is People that have been on the Mardi Gras know this. The, the location of the toilet paper was a bit funny behind you, and now they've actually added it on the side. So it's a, just a better location for that. Otherwise, on the ship itself, there are some differences for the bars. Specifically on the celebration, there is the Golden Jubilee bar, which is on deck six mid. So this takes place of the Brass Magnolia, which is on the Mardi Gras. There's also Latitudes, which is also in the same location, deck six mid, near the Golden Jubilee. That takes place for the Fortune Teller and Mardi Gras. Aquaria Bar, which is a again a new bar on Deck 7 in place of the Grand View Bar on Mardi Gras. And uh, lastly that I recall is the Bar 820, which is on Deck 8, which um, replaces the Bar De La Rosa on Mardi Gras. There's also a few theme differences as well. Some of the themes are the same, but the differences that I've noticed is on Deck 8, there is the 820 Biscayne, which is like a Miami theme. Pretty colorful, pretty pretty nice area. That's where they house the pizza, which is now called Miami Slice. Uh, Speaking of the pizza, there's actually new pizzas on board. I don't have those written down as far as all the different ones, but... um they're fairly different compared to the
0: other ships. Did you notice that pepperoni is different at all compared uh, to the other ships? It seems, I don't know if it was maybe a European thing. They had to load up on the European slices instead of like the regular pepperoni. It just seems thicker and like more like a, a sausage patty style instead of uh, the little thin ones. Yes. I did notice that and it tastes a little bit different yeah, as well. Does. Yeah, it does. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, also, the deli um, is called... Deco Deli on here on Celebration, uh, different san- sandwiches as well compared to on Mardi Gras. The other area that's um, a theme that's different is on Deck Six, which is the Gateway. There's some big LED displays. Um, there's also a very big ship model on Deck Six, which is pretty pretty nice to look at. That whole area takes place of the like the fortune teller area on on Mardi Gras.
0: Yeah, and also that Brass Magnolia was there um, in that New Orleans zone, or French Quarter, I guess it is, yes. on Mardi Gras. And I had to say, one of my favorite parts about that Golden Jubilee bar is the blueprints all over the wall. It has like the blueprints of Carnival Destiny, yes. the schematics for the funnel, how Joe Farkas first designed that years ago. And just – Little nuggets and kind of Easter eggs around that area. If you look down on the ground, there's uh, coins of every Carnival cruise ship kind of, um, I guess, laid into the cement or the, the floor. Oh, yeah. And the best thing, too, is also and – I've spent a lot of time, probably an unhealthy amount of time at that 10-foot model yes. of this ship that's in the Golden Jubilee bar that's to scale. So it's insane. I've been sending pictures to my friends and everything because it's like, yeah, this is the ship we're on because you try to take pictures of the ships and show your friends or your family and it's like, where are you? Blah, blah, blah. But here you can like do like a bird's eye view and be like, oh, this is where I am. It's really cool. And also you were talking about the Aquaria bar up on deck seven. The artwork in there came from the promenade on Carnival Victory. So they really kind of put that to life as well. And also all around the ship, I've noticed there's little QR codes that you can scan with your phone. For instance, at that Aquaria bar, that's where that, um, that venetian glass artist made those uh sculptures i guess of glass and if you scan that it tells you all about him where they were on the ship and all this cool stuff so there's a lot of little things to do especially like if you're a person who doesn't like a sea day or something it'll keep you busy on the sea day that's correct um we've been having now seven sea days uh, or we're on day
1: four i believe of our seven sea days yep. and uh just lots of lots of activities going on during the day and the evenings as well so overall it's been I've been very very pleased and and definitely happy to be on the sailing.
0: So we first bumped into each other yesterday on Bolt, the ultimate sea coaster. What did you think about the coaster? Because that was my, oh gosh, probably my, my fifth or sixth oh, okay. time on it between, the, between two ships. I think $15 is a, a great price for that 40 second rush. In my opinion, other people will argue with me and say it's not. What did you think of the roller coaster and how would you explain it? Because I do a really bad job, because the track looks deceiving too. Like when you look at the track, it looks like you're gonna do twists and turns. Right. And then when you're actually on it, not so much. Correct.
1: Um... So first of all, yes, as you mentioned, it's $15. It's for two laps. As far as how long it takes, it will take you anywhere from about 45 seconds to a a minute, a minute and a few seconds, depending on how fast you go. You do have a boost button that you can use, I believe, up to five times. There are certain areas on the track where it's best to use the boost, for example, when you're coming down. But, um, basically, it's very safe. It does look very deceiving, as you mentioned. There is a seat belt that comes, that that, that snugs you in really tight. My favorite part of it is the rush when the light, when you have it on, um, ex- when you have your right hand basically to go full full blast <laughs> and uh, the light turns green and you just, just shoot. shoot. Oh. <laughs> and it's so fast. And I think I had my jaw just open as I was going. It's super fun. I personally think $15 is well worth it. I mean, where else are you going to say you've done a roller coaster on a ship? Yeah.
0: Um, uh, did, you, um, did you get the time? Like what time did you have for the two laps?
1: I had, uh, I believe, 50 seconds, um, which is not – horrible but
0: also i think that record has been beaten by other people so just so you know i hold the record for the ship right now i had it full throttle and boost the whole entire way 42.3 seconds nice. yeah and in fact my buddy won't go with me because he's afraid that um he thinks it's like upside down like he's at six flags or something which it's not but whatever he can think that
1: so i'm like okay yeah one other thing I want to mention is I, it does seem like there are more photographers also taking pictures, and I say that because when I was on the Mardi Gras also of course there are photographers that are that are basically taking pictures as you 're you know coming down um, and so forth but in this case here on the celebration, it seemed when I opened up my my hub app and I look at the pictures, there was there was a lot of pictures from even different uh, different from different angles as well. So I thought that was uh, that was interesting. Now those pictures are not free, of course. Um, they are watermarked with Carnival, and you can purchase them um, on, through the hub app.
0: And they have that camera too. Like I wish they would sell that footage of because it looks up at you yes, right. uh, at the at the. Uh, the console there, so it'd be right. cool to actually. So I would buy that for twenty five bucks or whatever, just to see your face when you're coming out of the out of the yes. chute there and, and doing that back loop. It's really cool. Uh, let's talk about the shows on this ship. Of course, the the big show is was it, is it the majestic big top? What do they call that show that it played last night? It was the one that was um, really really popular. Both shows, I
1: think it's correct. I think it's called uh, magnificent. M- it. magnificent circus, circus or yeah. show of circus, something like that. It's a brand new show. I um, actually did not attend that show yesterday. I had the chef's table, which was a very good experience. It was about a three hour long experience, uh, but it was it was, it was was pretty phenomenal. Uh, I am planning on attending that today, but I do have friends that have seen it and they told me do not miss it. That is in the Grand Central area, which is on deck six mid, but you can basically view it anywhere from deck six, seven or deck
0: eight. It's safe to say that that Celebration Central area, six, seven, eight, is basically like the new show theater. Like that's where, You know, three years ago we were going into the theater to see a show, but now on this class of ships we're going to six, seven, eight Celebration Central. But it's interesting because the ship holds fifty-two hundred at double occupancy and a little more than that um, with a third and fourth uh, berths full. But um, it almost seems like uh, it's—I don't know—if it's maybe throw in one more show, maybe or something like that, because it's—it gets really packed in there.
1: Correct. So this ship, we have about 4,500 guests on board. There's um, 1,800 crew members. I don't really feel an issue. The flow is, is pretty good. People are scattered everywhere. However, on the, the the major concern that I'm seeing is in that Grand Central area, because there's not a whole lot of seating. There are a lot of seating area, but just for the, for the popularity of the, those shows in the Grand Central, it seems like you have to be there fairly early to catch a show. And so, uh, they do have those shows twice, both in the evening times. Mm -hmm. So you can try to attend, uh, one or the other. Not so much an issue in the main theater. There's plenty of seats in the main theater. Overall, I am, I am happy with entertainment. I think I feel like there has been uh, – I think Carnival has been getting pretty much the best of the best for the performers, the comedians, the shows, probably because not only it's the newest ship, but it's also the inaugural uh, or the maiden voyage as well. I've had some of the same performers that I've seen previously on other ships, and I'm very excited when I hear their name and say, oh, yeah, we, we definitely have to go and, and, and catch their show. Um so very very happy with that.
0: Yeah, I want to clarify too what I was saying that the space was very crowded or whatever. Like I can say after being on the ship for what 10 or 11 days at this point, I haven't been in, like in any crazy long lines at right. one time. I haven't had to look for a uh, a lounge chair anywhere. There was always there's always stuff open because there is just I think that's the thing with the zone concept. Um kind of like Royal Caribbean did with their neighborhood concept where there's always something to do. Like, you might not be a deck 16 Lido deck person, but you might like that infinity pool in Summer Landing on deck eight. Or you might not be an inside person to, if you're doing remote work like I am, go sit on the outside. Like, there's just all these places. And also, we didn't mention it, but the uh, Celebration Central Atrium, really cool um, how it transforms, right? Correct.
1: Yes. um, During the day, they open it up so you can actually see the Ocean views, and it's pretty, pretty, pretty remarkable watching it, especially from deck seven or deck eight. And looking, um, sometimes they'll have um, it's like a ship QA or some activities that's in the cent- Grand Central area. It's nice to kind of view that and seeing the, the background with the ocean just right behind in these huge yeah. windows that uh, you can view out to the ocean. And then in the evening time, they have the LED screens, and it, they're so crisp and so clear that you cannot even tell where one screen really transforms or really connects with the next screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like one huge cinema, but with way better LED, I guess, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and that's the circus show does like acrobatics and stuff. It's just amazing what they can do in that space. I know other cruise ships have the same kind of technology, like Royal Caribbean especially um, has a, a lot of that other quantum class. But just like even in that whole space, when they black it out during the daytime, you don't know if it's night or day out because there's no other windows or, you know, Real light coming in. There's artificial light, which brings me to the getaway zone there, where they have these—I don't know what they're called. I call them virtual windows because they do different kind of scenes. They did like the land, land before time or something last night with with dinosaurs in them. But and what I'm talking about for the listeners is it's fake windows or virtual windows, and you could see outside, quote unquote but it's really it's different projections and there's shows that happen in this gateway promenade um throughout the day and night it's am i am i talking about this correctly or how would you sum it up
1: yeah i feel like the best viewing is from deck 7 mm-hmm. um you have those led screens that spans um like horizontally i guess yeah. and uh It's different themes. Uh, Some of it, like you mentioned, is dinosaurs or there's several different ones. And it's it's just fascinating to watch it. And uh, I think also I recognize Lee, the cruise director. He's been fantastic, by the way. Um, His voice is in some of these um, gateway shows, I suppose. They dim the lights and uh, to kind of like make it more look cinematic or kind of theatrical. It's pretty unique. Definitely something new on the celebration to check out.
0: Yeah, because the French Quarter area was very, and as it was designed to be kind of dark and eerie with the fortune teller bar there and all that, and now it's just a big open space all about travel with the Latitude bar and that really cool departure flipboard Correct. right above Latitudes where everyone is always walking by really slowly to, to watch you go into to flip like the old school train stations or or airports there. Also in that same area, I like how kind of going to transition here to how they changed the ship or modified it a little bit, Emeralds. On Mardi Gras, Emeralds was right against the wall, and there was really no windows or anything over there. Whereas this, Emeralds is flipped. So Emeralds is more in the middle of the walkway, and there's probably two dozen booths and tables against the side of the ship where you can get a window view and stuff in that area. And that really opened things up. Also, um, at the end of the alchemy bar on deck number seven, they added about five or six booths, like four top booths. I noticed that. They also expanded the, I believe it's the um, Carnival dining room, the midship one. Um, They expanded that. And added like another full section, which made the Jubilee bar a little smaller than the Brass Magnolia bar on Mardi Gras, but to accommodate more people. And it's just good and refreshing to see that cruise lines are paying attention to what's working and what's not and making, you know, minor changes from one ship to the next.
1: Correct. And not only, as you mentioned, all this extra seating areas and in inside, but also outside as well, I noticed on on Lido deck deck sixteen also deck seventeen, uh, also even on deck eight around the ship uh, around the um, watering hole, for example, and also on the summer landing on the on the aft, there's more seating areas, there's more lounges, really, I haven't really seen a lot of um, a lot of issues if somebody wants to to grab a seat, even though we've you know forty five hundred guests on board and and sea days, which typically gets fairly packed. it hasn't really been a concern finding a lounge chair or a chair
0: yeah. And also, I want to before we hop here, I want to talk about the casino because in full disclosure, I'm not a gambler, but I do get that twenty five dollar fun play credit uh, with my status. So I always go in there and load it onto my card. And I've noticed that the the casino area, uh, so one side is smoking, one side is non-smoking. I can't remember if it's port or starboard. I get turned around on the ship so easily. But when you walk from the port side to the starboard side or vice versa. It's legitimately like walking into a smoking casino or non-smoking. There's like this invisible wall between the two. I don't know what kind of sorcery they're doing in there, but it's really – it's working and they should probably do it on more ships.
1: Correct. I think it is a firewall between both sides and you're absolutely right. I am also a uh, non-casino player, but I do enjoy the $25 Mm. for the status. But in any case – Sometimes I do enter the casino and I realize, oh, I'm in the smoking section. And if I turn around and I go to the other side and it's a complete different. It's a uh, complete non-smoking. And when they say non-smoking, you really cannot smell any smoke, which is a, a, fre- a, bre- a breath of fresh air compared to the other ships. Um, so yes i'm I'm definitely happy with that,
0: and you notice what they did here too. You can't really go to the theater on deck seven unless you walk through the casino, <laughs>
1: yeah, correct, and the casino is is similar to the mardi gras it's, it's it's pretty large they have a lot of real estate um um space for for the casino, but you're you're right um so typically deck seven. Mids, that that's where the casino is. So if you want to avoid the casino area, I mean, thankfully now they have the, you can walk through in the non smoking side, mm-hmm. um, but you can always obviously, of course, go through deck seven, or th- deck six or deck eight.
0: Yeah, the, one of the ship designers, Glenna Aprile, told me that the casino on this ship is 30% larger than the Vista class ships. And you could tell because it almost seems like it doesn't really take up the whole deck, but it almost seems like it takes up all of deck seven.
1: Yes, it's like it, it. feels like it never ends. You go in yeah. one end, and you just keep walking and walking. You think it's you're you're gonna end and open.
0: There's a whole another section that you just keep on walking. And uh, it's crazy too because I I keep crazy hours just because of the time change we're on and getting my news briefs and stuff done. And people are sitting at those machines. I go to the air uh, the aquarium bar to do some work. People are sitting at those machines at three in the morning, five, six, seven, like. Nonstop, like uh, that's a, obviously a money maker for the cruise line, but it's just crazy to see that how people are utilizing, especially with with seven sea days in a row. It's like, uh, yeah, have at it. Twenty, like when we, where we, uh, we were in um, the last port we were in, the Canary Islands, yes, Tenerife. I, Tenerife. When we left there, they said, "Okay, the casinos open from here to Miami. So for the next seven days, <laughs> spend all you want." And, I'm sure people will be getting some free cruises um, by the end of this one because there's a lot of investment happening in there. Did I forget anything? I'm trying to think here. I know we're trying to keep this high and tight this week because we're – in full disclosure, I want to make sure the file isn't too large to upload and take all night to upload to my audio servers. So I'm trying to think. I'm looking over my notes here, and I don't really see anything that we did not cover. I'd like to have you back on, though, once we get home and settled and kind of do a full comprehensive review of the ship like we always do from embarkation to debark and the 14 days in between. So I guess with that said, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here. And if you have any questions about the ship, feel free to email me, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. We've been talking with – I'm going to pronounce this man, and I'm going to let it be publicly known. Baher? Baher, correct. Okay, there we go. Thank you so much for joining and recording with me today. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to catching up when we get off the ship.
1: It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Doug.
0: A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.